Grumpy Old Geeks. Two old farts, a microphone, and the internet. What could go wrong? All right. Good morning. Good morning, morning Brian. Good morning, Jason. How's, how's that uh, hot toddy treating you? Uh, from last night, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> well, we're we're kind of almost back to a drinking show, at least one half of us, but mostly because you're sick. Yeah, I had a little too much hot toddy last night because I have a big giant mug and I was kind of, you know, you, you'd kind of pour to fit, thinking, <laughs> but it's like three times the size of a normal coffee cup. Oops. Oops. So besides being sick and hungover, uh, this is going to be a great one. But I got my sexy voice on. Uh huh. Sure. We'll we'll see what the ratings are on that one. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I have a mea culpa. I fucked up last week. Pretty big. You never. No, never. Well, I, to be fair, the whole uh, Tesla, uh, Elon Musk story, all that kind of came out uh, right before we went to record. Um, um, and my brain is still and was then in World Cup fever mode. So I did not do my research. Um, and I talked, uh, we were just kind of spitballing everything that was happening. And I talked about how, well, okay, that's interesting. I wonder how the employees feel and how you could only get away with this if you weren't a publicly traded company. They are a publicly traded company <laughs> to, to begin with. Tesla <laughs> is public uh, and stock. Uh, apparently, these sh- the shareholders are not bothered by this announcement because stock has actually taken a bit of a bump up since he announced doing this. Uh, so I was definitely wrong about that. And, and I, I'm quite happy to do the mea culpa because uh, I like Elon Musk and I like what he's doing. And I'm very, very hopeful that he will continue to be a vastly more influential figure on our near future than a lot of the other fuckwits we'll be talking about later in the show. Um, <laughs> I, am a, I am a huge fan. So uh, having said all that, uh, I did a bit more research. I was actually driving around this week um, and had NPR on, so it was amazing I didn't fall asleep and slam into things. But <laughs> they did do – they had uh, some people on and uh, talking about it, some people that actually know some stuff uh, about uh, patents and, and the automobile <laughs> industry in particular. People, people, that, people that actually do their homework – before they go on the radio to tell other people exactly what exactly. they're talking about. Yes. Okay, uh, so they did a few <clears throat> interviews, and apparently the patents that he released aren't particularly useful. Uh, most auto manufacturers have already, you know, bought a couple Teslas and tore them apart and completely reverse engineered them and figured out ways to work around the patent issues. Uh, and friend of the show Kevin uh, sent a link to me that's probably the best overview of the whole situation, which we will have in our show notes and not get into extensively here. But if you're interested at all in in Musk and Tesla and what he did, it's a uh, it's a really good overview. Uh, the upshot is basically things are super unclear because patents are are very bizarre to begin with, particularly within the auto industry. Uh, but the main intention seems to be a statement that Tesla will not get into nasty legal battles with other electronic car manufacturers. So he's basically saying to the entire industry, go for it. We're not going to sue the shit out of you. Build it. Let's build up the industry. Let's expand the industry, uh, which desperately needs to be expanded because mainly they need to expand the charging station industry and infrastructure because right now there are not a lot of charging stations about. So there you go. Uh, I screwed that up. I didn't do my research, and uh, let's clarify it. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you, well, thank you for your mea culpa, Brian. Anytime. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I didn't really care that much about this story. I thought it was cool, but I didn't. I'm not a Musk guy. You are. So. Yeah, yeah I, I, I am. Even, you know. Well, he caught me with that silly, like, little transporter thingy where you just sit in a little tube, and it's like a gigantic roller coaster that'll shoot you to San Francisco in two hours. I love that concept. It's great. Yeah, except a lot of people figured out that it, with, at that length, just the heat expansion and contraction alone would, would details, change, details. change the, the end points by like 30 or 40 feet. We'll figure so, that stuff out. <clears throat> so uh, we said that we would try Amazon Prime Music when it came out, and it came out. Yes, it did. 
you had some problems signing up, but I just I plopped in, put in my Amazon username and password, and I was good to go. Uh, I believe the issue for me was I had not signed up for the Amazon Cloud un- under through my account. So not only did I have to sign into my account, then I had to go and hit off a couple, you know, I understand the terms of services, and I need to connect the streaming cloud thing to my Amazon account, and blah, 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 blah. It ended up taking me like five minutes to get this thing up and running, which is a bit ridiculous, but... Yeah, but you're getting it for free, so shut up. No, it's not free. You have to have a Prime membership. It wasn't there before when you paid for your membership, and now it's there. That means it's free. No, no, it does not. But uh, yes. so we, could, we don't have to get into that semantic. Um, it is free. Uh, it's not great. There's, uh, there are entire – the largest uh, label in the world is not a part of Amazon Prime Music, so you will not see anything from Universal Music Group uh, available under Amazon Prime. Uh, they have not hammered out deals with everyone yet. Um, it's, yeah, there, there's yeah. huge swaths of my library that, that aren't there. So for exactly. me, it's, a, it's I don't need it. I no. tried it. I looked at it. I looked uh, for a couple new albums. I think I looked for the new Dead Mouse I, that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I looked for a few things just to see what, if it was worth my time. I'm going to keep it on my phone. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to no, it because, yeah, no because it's, it. it's free, but I don't think I'll ever actually launch it again. I mean, I've already got Spotify, which works quite well for me. Um, the app is okay. Uh, I don't think it's 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 not great. It's not a great streaming app. Um, you're basically – I mean, it, the upshot here is they're trying to still sell you music the old-fashioned way because you'll search for it and everything in their library comes up and you have to see if it's actually Prime Music enabled or not. And if not, then it's a convenient buy button right there, so you buy it instead. Um, it's confusing. It's 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 a horrible-looking app. Um, yeah. It is, an un, it is an unintuitive fuster cluck. It is exactly that, which is a show title of ours from a previous show, but it uh, seems to apply to a lot of things. So I can, it does. Yeah. I, I, you know, Amazon wins because I'm going to keep my Prime membership, but that's mostly because of the next day shipping on a lot of items. But uh, I don't think I'll ever use this again. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So you posted an article on our, on our uh, hackpad about, does the World Cup have a lingua franca? And I've, I've been wondering about this. And apparently so had you. I I had also been wondering about it. Uh, It's surprising that I'd never actually done any research into it before, but it's one of those things that you just wonder when you're watching a game and you're five beers in. So, you know, you you have this team from Uruguay playing a team from England and the referee is from Germany. Uh, is I, I just kind of naturally assume that English would be the kind of standard language, but that is definitely not true. There are a lot of players out there that do not speak any English uh, and a lot of refs as well. So how do you curse out a referee from another country? Uh, basically, it's a lot of hand motions. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like going to a foreign restaurant and trying to order off the menu and you're waving your hands and pointing. Yes. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite quote from the article is, any kind of fellatio comment is inevitably understood. <laughs> yes, and there's a lot of that. I mean, basically, it just comes down to uh hey ref you suck balls <laughs> so uh yeah. yeah it was it was funny it was it was a good read and it is something that you know like i said i i've wondered on many games when i see people you know get getting into it and you can tell that they're speaking completely different languages so good times yeah lots of waving and screaming <laughs> yes lots of waving and screaming i have a, a sad update for people who play two dots oh, uh, yeah. they came out they well it's, it's an up and a down mm-hmm. they came out with 35 new levels but mm-hmm. they took out my hack so all my all my hard work and uh, tips and tricks from the last episode are now moot. So if you if you don't want to uh, if you still want to keep the hack, don't update to the new version and then just get to level eighty five and then download it and go from there, <laughs> right. which is what I would recommend. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, also in, in the World Cup thing, uh, Twitter added real-time World Cup scoreboard to the timeline. Not on the, the phone app, but if you go to it via your desktop, there is real-time scores for all three games that are going on every day uh, on the little left-hand side on Twitter, which I thought was convenient. It actually made me keep Twitter open for a little bit when I was working. That's why you were tweeting. I'm like, what the fuck is right here? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the only reason I had it up, just because yeah. uh, while I was working and unable to see my TV during the games, I had the real-time updates streaming in, so that was nice. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not watching real-time, unfortunately, because of the, the, the sickness, down with the sickness. Oh, man. Um, so I read an amazing article in The New Yorker this week called The Disruption Machine, mm-hmm. What the Gospel of Innovation Gets Wrong by Jill Lepore. Lepore, Lepore who uh, I've heard her name before. She's, she's been writing in this field for quite a while. This is an extremely long read, but it's yes. very good. Very good. Yeah, it, it really kind of goes through the entire history of disruption um, within the computer industry uh, and how. It's, yeah, and it's, it's, it start, starts with the book, The Innovator's Dilemma, which I've actually never read and probably won't after. Yeah. I read this article, so I feel now like I, don't I have did. to read the yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, yeah, it's a really great article. I mean, it definitely talks about how you know disruption has always kind of been there, but it's just never been so fast, so furious, and so disruptive. And that he used basically bad uh, statistical analysis on the wrong types of industry to really put his numbers together, mm-hmm. and how how it's, you know it's more of a label of past than it is of future. Yeah, you, know, you see what I'm saying. So it's it's uh, interesting. I, I see what you're saying. No, this is definitely uh, if if you've been listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, you're going to want to read this. Uh, but set aside a good two hours. <laughs> well, it didn't take two hours. No, it's but not it, that it, long. It took it, it literally did take about half an hour for me. Yeah. I read slow. Yeah, so what you gonna do? What you gonna do? In the news, the startup world was a buzz last night. It's it's been a big week for for startups and for really crappy apps that you forced me to download and try. Yeah, well, there are three three of them this week, but two of them. Well, one's a web app that will charge you fourteen ninety nine for ten dollars and quarters. No. Uh-huh. That's called Washboard. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm just I'm beyond befuddled. Well, me too, because first off, it, they're, they're kind of positioning themselves. I, I mean, obviously, it's kind of a bit of a joke tagline, but uh, their tagline on the website right under quarters for laundry delivered monthly is wearing dirty underwear. We provide two day shipping on every shipment of quarters. If I am at the point where I'm wearing dirty underwear and I'm so desperate to get quarters that I'm going to a website to order them, I need them in two hours, not two days. And honestly, I've, unless the, your washing machine is in your building, there is no problem to be solved here. <laughs> Every laundromat that I've ever been to, especially in San Francisco, has a change machine. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. There, there is no such thing as an urban environment in which you are going somewhere that is a coin-op laundry that does not have change machines. I really hope we just got punked by a, a leftover April Fool's joke, honestly. I, I just – I don't even understand this one. Yo. <laughs> I, this is this. I'm actually mad at you for making me install this. <laughs> I, now you, now we can yo yo yo. I, I want what's up. <laughs> this is quite possibly the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. Uh, the app is fucking horrible. They didn't even bother to make an icon. It, it's just a purple blotch. It's called yo. As far as I can tell, it doesn't do anything. Minimalism and simplicity, man. That's the future of communication. And you don't get it. And there's a million dollars invested in this? 
You got it, brother. Okay. That's the way it's all going to go down from now on. Yo is much more fun with friends. Invite. No, thank you. Um, I sent you a yo. You <laughs> sent you me a, a yo. And that's all you can do? That's it. You can yo. Oh, no, if you double tap, you can get a yo-yo. It's an Easter egg. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, no. I, I, I don't. This, this, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing since we've started this podcast by far. Absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, that, really. <laughs> it does nothing. <laughs> That's true. Well, he wrote it. It took him eight hours to write it. It, it. it shouldn't have even taken that. I guess they had to decide what fucking shade of purple to use as their icon. They probably had to download Xcode, which takes four and a half. <laughs> That's true. That was half the time involved. Now, yeah, I, it's <laughs> that was what was going around last night. And it, everybody's scratching their head. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And you know people are justifying this. All these VCs and people who are hangers on up there. Well, have you seen our download numbers? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, geez. I can't even. <laughs> it's not the cold medicine that is making me speechless on this one. Just let me point out. No, it, it really isn't. I mean, it's this is just this is the Silicon Valley thing that that just makes me want to want want to fucking throw my computer in the ocean and go live in a cave somewhere. It just – I can't believe this. This is – if they put this in the show Silicon Valley, we all just would have laughed and said there's no way anything like that would happen. But here it is. Oh, shit. Maybe it's a uh, a stunt. It should be. This It, it should it, be a stunt. It, this and Washboard should both be like lead-ups to season two of Silicon Valley. Here's it's Yeah. It, well, I mean look at Flappy Birds. That was the same thing. That yeah, was but at just, least that was a game. It had something. This, you press a button. It says, yo. Yeah. Yeah. At least that was a game. They need to gamify yoing. Now, if you give me the uh, the upsell, I can buy the in-app purchase of Mama, so I can say, yo, Mama. <laughs> God. <laughs> something. There's got to be something there. But I, I don't know what it is. Now, the second stupidest app that we've ever seen launched this week, too, Slingshot <laughs> from Facebook. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, there are serious issues with the UI and the functionality. Um it's actually not a bad concept if they would have built it out better. It's, it's you know, Snapchat with a little bit more involvement. Uh, the main problem, I mean... Oh, okay, here's, here's the UI issue that it has. <laughs> I didn't know until I listened to uh, the Product Hunt podcast last night that you can, like, there's that reply uh, icon. So you can just take a set a reply to an image that somebody sent you instead of having to send back another one yeah. and getting in this circle jerk loop that just will never end. But the problem is even if you do the reply, it disappears. It doesn't stay in, in your thing. So you can't have an ongoing conversation even if you do reply, which you should be able to have. That should just hang out there. and You should be able to access that at any point in time once you start doing the replying. That should basically de facto switch you into a kind of a text messaging mode as opposed to the automatic deletion slingy bullshit. I think the whole point is that it's automatic deletion slingy bullshit. That's well, the point of that, the app. Yeah, you know? that, that is the point, and that's, that's my other major problem with it. Well, besides the fact that absolutely nobody else has it. Like, I, you and I both installed it to play around with it, and no one else has gotten this yet, at least not from my group of friends who are all... Well, I, I, all my friends have gotten it, tried it, and I'd already done it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I but, think the best, the best quote about this is from uh, mm -hmm. John Gruber on Daring Fireball. He's like, if they give you phones in hell, this is the sort of app that's on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The, the major issue for me with it is that uh, Facebook is trying to force engagement instead of actually just kind of fostering it. They should be fostering engagement by allowing you the kind of functionalities that we just talked about, replies, actual conversations that stay open. Instead Here's of the deal, though. Here's the deal. It. 
This is they've got you know this is like fifteen people. Took them a couple months. Yeah. They've got a bunch of these groups going on doing these kinds of things. Yeah. They just throw, throw shit against the wall and see if it sticks. They're slinging you things know? at the wall. Yeah, they've got they've got more money than well not Apple, but they've got a lot of money and yeah. they can afford to send people off and just you know do R and D and say here you got a really stupid idea like slingshot go make it go make we'll it and we'll see you. what happens yeah 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 I'd we already, we already you know. paid your million dollar signing bonus and all that shit so might as well get something out of you go go write something because obviously they're not working on the facebook app <laughs> obviously not no but uh, i mean i guess there is a market for this out there because uh, uh from what i hear uh snapchat is basically going downhill in terms of engagement and usage um so you know all right sling shit at the wall <laughs> <laughs> sling shit yeah that's yeah. it Man, these cold meds must be kicking me in. See, I can't even put the words together. I missed, the, I missed sling shit. Jesus. <laughs> so the Amazon Fire phone. We who uh, do, do, do we give a shit? Well, no, <laughs> we definitely don't. I, it's a bit like Amazon hit it with the Kindle because it was first. So I get that. But the phone is way late into the game. It looks like an iPhone. Uh, it's cheap. I'll give them that. Yeah. But it's got five cameras and it tracks your head movement. It's got five cameras. It tracks your head movement. It's massively privacy invasive. Uh, we have a little article uh, instead of going point by point about it, if you give a shit at all about your privacy, about why you never will want to have this phone um, because it basically just sends everything that you're doing at all times to Amazon, who is now right now probably one of the biggest aggregators of your personal shopping data known to man. Um, and you, know, you know who I feel sorry for on this phone? Hmm. Since you can navigate with flicks of your head. Yeah. If you have Tourette's, <laughs> you're going to get in just a loop that's going to make your head explode. Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're going to get a head twitch and it's going to change the pace. And you're like, shit. Then you twitch back the other way and it goes and you can't get it back. And then you just get in this, this horrible <laughs> cycle until your head explodes and you smash the phone on the floor. So if you have Tourette's, you might want to stay the hell away from oh, this thing. And uh, if the writers of Silicon Valley are listening, you can have that one for free. Go ahead and throw that into season two. That'd be quite funny. Uh, it's, it's a phone built to sell. That's everything goes to Amazon. Everything. If it, everything, it's just, it's built to just sell you shit. And uh, fair enough. If you're going to get the phone that cheap, I guess. And if you're dumb. Well, <laughs> and here's the other thing with it. If you're going in for the the Amazon ecosystem, mm-hmm. like if you have the Fire TV and you can do like the second screen IMDb thing, yeah. which is really cool. I, I would love to have that on my damn iPhone. Um, I would I would kill for that. Yeah, but you were not going to get it for a while. Um, I think that this would be a nice, you know, probably rounding of the whole ecosystem if you if you went all in. If you have a Kindle Fire, you have a Kindle Fire TV, then you have yeah. The, the phone, then it's just like it's just like us well, Apple. It, yeah, there's no difference, you know. We've got we've got iPhones. I've got an Apple TV. I've got an iMac. I've got some iShits. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I everything. So no, I, I agree. I, I mean, that's exactly what happened to me because I was always kind of Mister like I don't want Apple. I don't want to be all Apple. Uh, started with the iPhone, and then I ended up getting the Apple TV, and now I've got the iPads, and it's beautiful, and it works wonderfully all together in my home. And as yeah, if you're if you're all Amazon and you're going that direction, then this probably makes a lot of sense. Or if you're on a limited budget, but you want to have some of the cool stuff, I think this is kind of like the Dell of the day. You know, like mm-hmm. we used to go buy, or maybe they were HPs. Or e-machines even. It's like the e-machines because you buy the cheap-ass computer and it would come with so much shitware on it that you couldn't do anything besides, you know, reboot and shop. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. But it does run Android, so all and almost all the standard Android apps that run on the Fire will run on the Fire phone. Yeah, well, I mean – tweaks, And they've got APIs for the face thingy and the 3D and all that crap. 
If nothing else, thank God for that, that they went the Android route instead of trying to develop their own thing. And then all of a sudden, all of us developers have to figure out a completely new way to build apps. So, well, Android, it's all built on Java, and I will never, ever touch <laughs> Java. Yeah. It's, it is not worth my sanity or my happiness to deal with Java. No, Java's a friggin' nightmare. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think the Firefly thing is cute if it works as fast as it looks like it does. I just, you know, well, I made, I made a snarky comment about I hope it gets canceled like the original Firefly. But, you know, honestly, I've got nothing against this thing. I just – I haven't seen it. I'm just not going to buy it Read. Uh, I'm, I'm invested. Read the Venture Beat article that I have that uh, that'll be on our show notes on grumpyoldgeeks.com if you. Oh, think. I did that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Firefly is it, it, yeah, it's definitely cute, cool, and convenient. But my God, tracking you, everything. You are tra- yeah. yeah, you're just being tracked cradle to grave. Everything that you do when you use that. Yeah, if you're worried about your Xbox Connect being on and listening to you in the background, <laughs> you you would you would basically your head's going to explode if you try and buy one of these or just look <laughs> at what it does. Yeah. So they're going to keep all this stuff. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So enough enough until we actually see one in the wild and actually give it a shot. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> YouTube, what the fuck are they doing now? Uh, well, this is not exactly a surprising move because YouTube is, regardless of what any subscription streaming music service will tell you or even iTunes or anyone else, uh, YouTube is de facto the, the big gorilla in the music industry. It is where everybody goes to listen to music. There is far more music listened to on YouTube than probably every other service combined. End of story. It's because it's all there. Everybody's it's, because it's all there, there, and it's completely free. And you know, oh, sorry, who's the musician? Oh, Neil Young. Sorry, Neil Young. I do really like your music, but nobody gives yeah. a shit about quality. People would rather listen on YouTube to a scratchy old horrible audio thing taken from VH1 Classic off of VHS than your Pono. End of story. Done. Oh yeah, that thing. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering where you're going the Neil Young route. Oh, they yeah, had the high high definition. The, the high def. Big no, cubicle. he's gonna he's gonna sell fifteen of those, and they're gonna be to reviewers, and then oh, they're gonna. Well, that, it's already gone. It's completely dropped off the the ecosphere. Like nobody is talking about it, so it's it's done. Um, but because YouTube is that, they have obviously went. Well, we should launch a music subscription service since everybody's coming here to listen to music, anyways. And that's that what they're going to do. On, it doesn't make sense for YouTube to do it because they're just going to have to go through the same route and then they have to deal with all the piracy, take it all down. Well, Granted, all that stuff's in place already yes. because they're, they're selling ads against it. All of that is already so. in place. Uh, it is going to cause a nightmare because none of that stuff is 100%. It's going to pull down things that shouldn't be pulled down. It's going to cause massive issues within my personal industry because we uh, uh, all artists that I work with, we host all of our videos either on YouTube or Vivo um, for official sites and things like that so now we go well what happens with that Does, are they going to get pulled down because you'll have to pay to be able to see them now what are we going to do for our well what we've been talking about since day one which is we host everything internally we put up our oh, own Jesus. videos which yeah. will then become a nightmare with streaming and all that sort and of costs stuff. and costs exactly so I've, I've already kind of like i've sent this out to many of my clients is like this is coming people we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna deal with it what about so, vimeo uh vimeo uh, i don't i st- vimeo is possible I mean, a lot of the stuff that a lot of the labels have moved all their stuff over to Vimeo already, but uh, who knows? Because a lot of the time it's like Vimeo is hosted, but you use a YouTube link to get to it. So what's that going to mean? And it's so strange. You don't use, you don't have to use a YouTube link to get to a Vimeo video. You don't have to, but they have, they have crossover deals. It's, Oh, I didn't know that. I I use it for all of my uh, clients who don't want the, you know, the grid coming up at the end of their video. They want to, they want to have their own end plate. Yeah. And, and control the control the experience. So Vimeo Pro works great for yeah. all of uh, 
Oh my guys. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be where we go for the time. But uh, yeah, it's so, pretty cheap too. It's cheap. Yeah. The other major issue with this is that YouTube is definitely starting to squeeze out uh, indie labels. Um, they're they're only going after the majors right now, and they're basically just saying we have we're going to have deals in place with the majors when we launch, and if you're an indie label, that stuff's still copyrighted. It's going to get locked out. Oh man, they should just leave it alone then. If they're not going to if they're not going to have it as part of the subscription program, just leave it there and run ads against it. That's that makes exa- no sense. That's exactly what they should do. And uh, hopefully that there's, there's a lot of outcry in the indie music scene about this. And hopefully they'll, uh, they'll come to their senses a bit about that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We shall you see. Me, you sent me this. Uh, oh, who are these guys? Sound exchange. Sound you sent exchange. Me a, a report from these guys. Yeah. They look like they're like a third party. Sound exchange. Music sales. Yeah. Sound, no, they're not music sales. They, they just do tracking. So they do tracking on plays and all that sort of stuff. So uh, they put out their digital radio report focusing exclusively on digital radio. But I'm not even entirely sure what digital radio means anymore because it, that can be – it's definitely Pandora. Uh, it's a lot of it's all the radio stations that have gone online, iHeartRadio, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it could also technically be iTunes because iTunes has their radio. It could also be yeah, anything Spotify. that's not interactive. But yeah. Pandora, but here's the thing: Pandora's interactive. You can well, skip track. iTunes Music's interactive. They're all interactive to a certain extent. So that question number one is: we need a much clearer definition of what exactly digital radio is, um, and. Well, you know, they made a nice, pretty little flashy, interactive, fun, funky presentation of statistics of digital radio as of this year. Uh, much ballyhoo because the revenue streams and payments being paid out to artists are way up over previous years. However, they do not mention how they are still way, 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 way down, <laughs> way, lower. way down over pre-disruption levels. Yeah, in the industry. So, so the takeaway from this is is uh, this has gotten a lot of people who don't seem to remember what things used to be like very happy because things seem to be on an upswing in terms of revenue and payments. But uh, nah, it's still yeah, they're not going to come anywhere close ever again to the money they were making when they put it on coasters and sent it out and <laughs> bought it at the store. You know exactly. So to get off the music thing, mm-hmm. Doctor Oz. I this this has made me so happy. So <laughs> I didn't I. I don't follow Dr. Oz because I, I just assumed if he's a doctor on TV, he's going to be a charlatan and a quack. Yeah. Because I look at Dr. Phil and that's exactly what he is. So yes. I figured, you know, why get into Dr. Oz? But uh, you posted an article from Salon. Go figure. Sorry. It's okay. It was a good article. Good article. Uh, yeah. Senator Claire McCaskill took his ass to town in front of a subcommittee on consumer protection and product safety and insurance and some other stuff. I love this. I, she, took his, she took his ass to task. They they basically put him up and said, you are the face on TV. You are the one making the most money. You are the one that has uh, most increased his personal Q value. Remember when we used to talk about Q values of people? Um, yeah, they, and they fucking slapped him hard, and he deserves it, and, and good. And I'm thrilled about this because he's been out there. You know, it's not like he's a bad person. And yes, certain, he is. Well, when he started, you know, and he, he's part of the Oprah cabal, and I've always said you can't trust anybody that's on Oprah, and that, that's where Dr. Phil started as well. Exactly. If you've got I'm a saying. doctor in your name and you're on Oprah, you should run screaming from any advice they give. When he started up on the show, he gave great advice. My dad even got suckered in all the time because he's like, have you been taking your green tea pills? Dr. Oz says you need to take your green tea pills. Well, that, that was all fine and dandy, except for the fact that he started endorsing weight loss programs, and, and they've, they're only hitting him for one in particular he's endorsed a number uh including some crazy ass ones involving like basically uh injecting estrogen deli- 
extracts from pregnant women into yourself, and that causes you know extreme weight loss in certain cases. This guy is. We got to worry about your Decepticons neighbors, by the way. I keep, I keep forgetting again. that we're recording early on Fridays, and this is when they come. So sorry about that. Okay. I, I will uh, close all the windows next time. But uh, yeah, he got slapped down, and he got slapped down hard, and he deserves it. Uh, good. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to change anything. We'll see. Hopefully, more people will read this article and learn about his crappy ways. But you know, he's he's now now that he's got the podium, he's got to make a buck. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. He's not going to have this little empire forever. Hey, and he so. he did a mea culpa, which is good. But it did take him being dragged in front of a congressional uh, Senate hearing to do it, which is bad. I still, I still don't <laughs> think he gets it, though. I don't think he wants to get it. I no, think he sees the I don't think the paycheck so, yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, the one upshot that I hope that everybody takes away from this is that uh, we, somebody has got to take a look, track record look at Oprah and stop just believing everything that she ever says and puts on her damn show because it's a not good track record. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> Nobody that listens to our show listens watches to Oprah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. the woman has a monthly magazine where it's her on the cover. Hey. She's a megalomaniac. Yeah. You can't get, you I, wonder who's, I wonder who's on the cover this month. Oprah. Oh, imagine that. Oh, it's thin Oprah. Oh, interesting. Photoshopped Oprah. <laughs> okay, next week will be Jelly Belly Oprah and Teletubby Oprah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should make an animated GIF and put it on Twitter because you can do that now. Great. Oh, joy. Yeah. What a... It was, that was the only like you know safe sane place. People went to Google Plus if they wanted their Tumblr. Yeah, they wanted their animated gifts, and now well, they're all it does is make me think this is the first step to MySpace Bill, where it's going to be all shooting stars and little twinkly hearts everywhere. Well, it's been that already, especially if you <laughs> follow Shani Jardin's thread. There's usually kittens and unicorns and farting rainbows, but uh, and. This, now they're just going to move, but there is a play button, so they don't play automatically. So there is that. Yeah, but that's where Facebook started too, and now videos play automatically. So it's just a matter of time. It's called. It's called. This is a pure example of like gently raising the heat on the frog in the water. Yeah, that's. <laughs> they figured out the frog thing was bullshit, but uh, that's true. But it's still a good you know example. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. Right. With that. Crank up the heat. Woo-hoo. Security. Ah! We got a lot in security this week. We do. I'm excited. It's been you know, a while. You know what we don't have though? We don't have any like a crazy big box retailer or anything like that being hacked into this week, which I'm a little disappointed by. I was hoping to make that a regular week, weekly segment. <laughs> well, Come I'm on, sure hackers, there, get to it. I'm sure there has been. We just haven't been uh, notified yet. <laughs> That's true. I think we're still waiting on the fallout from the uh, what was the Chinese place? BF Chang's. P.F. Chang uh, hack. We're still waiting on the... the yeah, they actually that. haven't uh, released numbers on that yet. Still waiting on that one. So, now, uh, Torrent Freak, mm-hmm. who, uh, they're like a good Torrent news site and all sorts of other torrenty goodness. Right. They put out a great article uh, every year on, on your VPN stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, which VPN should you use? And they list a ton of them this year. Yeah. And the one that's on the top is private internet access. And that's the one that I actually use. Right. So far, it's it's been amazing. I've got it on all. I got it on my my Air, my iMac, my iPad, and my phone. Works like a charm. Forty bucks for a whole year. You can't go wrong with that. This is still something <laughs> that I have not done, which I keep meaning to do. So I've got to get on that. Um. Especially <laughs> if you take your laptop like outside of your home. Yeah. <laughs> at any given time, it just makes no sense to not do it. Yeah. So, I I, I dig these guys. We'll put a link in the show notes to them. And so far, my speed has gotten faster. 
which is beyond mind-boggling. I don't know how the hell they do that. But I went from 110 megabits per second on my home connection, and it peaked around 270 megabits per second. There might just be some – it might just be so fast that it's getting confused at this point. I don't know. But either that or Comcast has been extraordinarily generous with the bandwidth now. <laughs> I still think you're some amazing test case over there. They're just going to see if uh, people just slurp it up if they keep giving it more. I have been doing time tri- time trial tests over the day, and it does get it does get quite a bit slower during the day. Mm-hmm. And by slower, I mean <laughs> it's around sixty to seventy megabits per second. Right. So, oh, and uh, AT and T. Well, hey, we do have some data breach oh, going on here. AT and T. That's you, right. I forgot about that. So uh, they're going to be giving some credit monitoring to people who were affected by the breach, and this was a kind of a contained breach. So it was like for people who were trying to unlock their iPhone fives, right? I believe. Yeah. So it's 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 a more contained breach, but still, hey, it's AT and T. But you get some free credit monitoring out of it. Yay! <laughs> how, how many like different versions of credit monitoring do you need after Target and every, everybody <laughs> else gets hacked? You're gonna have like more credit monitoring than you know what to do with. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, how, who doesn't already have like free offers of credit monitoring and blah 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 blah. FreeCreditReport.com. That. I missed right. that band. I missed that band. Um, and the U.S. Marshals kind of screwed up this week trying to sell off all their Bitcoin. They're, they're like 30,000 Bitcoin that they're trying to unload. You see this? <laughs> I did see this. I almost wanted to buy them just for fun. <laughs> well, the, the fact that they put – you know, this. I mean in this day and age and you're selling <laughs> – you're selling cryptocurrency, and you can't tell the difference between a CC field and a BCC field? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Oopsies. Seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be joining that auction because they probably can't figure They'll probably just put it on eBay and not figure out the rest of it. Probably. Eh, at least they didn't tweet it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you posted something about Mr. Scoble, Mr. Uh, Robert Scoble, the, the, cheer, the cheerleader of Silicon Valley. I, I'm not a fan at all, uh, so I particularly like this article because it's a nice little boing-boing takedown of Scoble, uh, who has come out saying that privacy advocates have way overstepped their, brown, their boundaries and has useful advice for victims of violent stalkers and is jealous of your threesomes, which is a great headline. Uh, it's a very funny article where they basically rip him a new asshole for just kind of being an idiot and saying that every, you know, stop worrying about government surveillance and things like that. It's not that big of a deal. Well, it is. And uh, you're a jerk. Well, here's, here's I have to I have to preface this here. Okay. I know I know I know Robert. Okay. I met him the first time I was in California, staying at Chris Perillo's house, mm-hmm. and he was he was an advocate then for the HP tablet that ran Windows. <laughs> so maybe that'll be our, our picture of the, the day. I've got a picture of him holding that tablet, which was pretty funny. Nice. Um, I, I got no problem with him as a person and personally yeah. hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. I think he's okay. The shit that he says on the internet is just wackadoodle. <laughs> he's, he's insane. Yeah, he does, well, I mean, it's his job is to be an evangelist. And he works for Rackspace, you know. Yeah, the people that gave us the well, the Daily Rack, the Daily Rack newsletter. <laughs> yes, so yes, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah, I, I don't really get what he's if you, you know, through the Boing Boing article, which is which will be on the show notes on grumpyoldgeeks.com, uh, They pull in a slash sixty three slash sixty three. Uh, they pull in a bunch of his quotes. Um, I, I haven't read the. His, this particular blog that they're taking down directly, I'm sure there's a link in there by Boing Boing, but uh, I'm also reasonably sure that uh, – look, let's let's this whole internet age security thing is intensely 
complicated. It's an, it requires high level knowledge of which even I, I definitely don't have. And Jason is way above me in terms of security and, and things like that. But even you don't know half the stuff that this crap is running on and, and the possibilities out there. And Scoble basically just takes the general uneducated, non-technical public uh, and what they say as his defense. For, he's like, he's like, just crack me a beer and keep doing your threesomes. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah much. his violent stalkers are after you. So uh, just set your privacy settings in Facebook and they'll go away. It's yeah. Like that's this comes back to you know just the <laughs> the bubble mentality where the rest of the world doesn't exist, where people with guns do and they want to kill you sometimes. And turning <laughs> off your Facebook privacy is not going to stop them from kicking in your window and shooting you in the face. Outside so, of the fact that every time that Facebook updates their internal engines for this sort of stuff, everything gets reset. They reset it back. <laughs> so now a case could be made that stay off fucking Facebook if you've got a violent stalker. That, you know? Well, yeah, that's probably a good idea. If you have a violent stalker, people, the grumpy old geeks heartily suggest that you get off social media for a while. Yes, and go to the go to the gun range. Um, well, well, one I, of us. I, that, one that, of that us. Would, that would be one side. Do you see? Do you see my uh, Bessie in my picture of my my desk last week? Yes, that. Yeah. So did some of my friends, and they said he he, he keeps a gun at his desk. I was cleaning it, so it was out of the thing. I can't keep it uh, in the case for too long, or it dries out. So it, that weekend, I was out oiling it. So it's usually in a case, locked, ready to go. Look, Ro- not, Robert Scoble doesn't care what you oil up. No, he's he's jealous of what I'm oiling <laughs> up. But I, I just wanted to say, like. Rob Bishiza is the guy that wrote the Boing Boing article, and I love that kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't he's not a kid, but he's he's younger. Yeah. He's responsible for like some of the he, well, he's responsible for all the tech and shit at Boing Boing. Yeah. When they when they first went over to responsive design and stuff, I pinged Shenny. I'm like, who the fuck does this? She's like, Oh, Rob, he's the genius. And he's in Pittsburgh, and I'm bummed I never got to meet him when I was out there. Right. But, uh, yeah, this that guy is just awesome. I give him all the credit in the world just for the technical stuff and being a spot on writer. He's curmudgeonly and <laughs> and and pulls no punches, so you go, Rob, about Rob. <laughs> now, I was watching the news this week, and it was, a, it was a, like a local uh, news piece, but this is apparently something that's coming to America. Mm-hmm. You can put in the Neil Diamond drop if you want. <laughs> we can't put in copyrighted music anymore, remember? Oh, that's right. We can, just- <laughs> <laughs> we can hum it. We can fart it out with our armpits. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a news piece on something that they've been using in England for like 12 or 13 years called Smartwater CSI. Mm-hmm. And it's like micro dots that you paint on with a nail polish brush to your, your goodies. And when they get right. uh, pilfered, they can scan them with the light and all that stuff. And they've got aerosol versions. So if somebody breaks into your car, they get a blast in the face and all yeah. this stuff. Right. If anybody knows more about this stuff, I'm doing my research on it this week. Something does not seem legit here because it was a local news piece and it was local law enforcement selling this stuff to like elderly homes, which right there just like – I'm like, mm, what? Yeah, <laughs> so, why, why is law enforcement now selling something? Why are they selling stuff to old folks' homes, which is, you know, that's just – that reeks of uh, crossing the streams right there. Yeah. So if anybody knows about this, any of our England listeners uh, knows anything about this, I'm going to do some more research on it and try and see what I can find out about it. Mm-hmm. But it's coming to the States now. So if you, and if you see any of the local news places running pieces on it, because I'm betting their PR machine is on this and sending out camera crews. Because there were two different camera crews from two different locations with two different cops in like little podunk villages around Chicago. So something's, something's not legit here. 
Right. Well, it does seem that there's an ABC World News piece about them with uh, Diane Sawyer that maybe we should both watch to uh, see if we can get some more insight into this. But yeah, that, I'll give that. I'll give that a watch too. But I'm just I'm wondering if anybody on the ground in England knows about this stuff or like gets how they get marketed over there and what the costs are and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to do some more research on it. But I just it I threw it in the show notes because it just intrigued me right. for the security yeah, stuff. It's very interesting. Now, we talked about ProtonMail before, the end-to-end JavaScripted email, like NSA sniffer-proof yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. It's on Indiegogo. Yep. It's a well, fr- our friends from, from Sweden. Or Switzerland, oh, actually, in this case. <laughs> they, well, they've, they've passed their goal. So their goal was $100,000. They now have $119,000. Mm-hmm. Here's the kick in the nuts. I, I signed up for my account like a while ago. Yeah. I, did, I have not yet gotten my account. Hmm. But what I did get was a nice email asking them or asking me to give them money. More money. <laughs> I'm like, huh. yes. I'm okay. like, and it was, it was at 60,000 when I got this email. And I'm like, now you realize you haven't given me anything yet, <laughs> which, you know, even Such a demo, is the way of crowdfunding. Yes. I, I'd like a little something, something to see what my uh, money is going to get. Because mm-hmm. I think now about uh, what was the, the social network that was going to take down all social networks, a distributed social network. Oh. I keep wanting to say Exodus, but it was. Uh, I, f- gosh, I can't remember the name of it. It was so. Gone. The guy killed. The guy killed himself. What? Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm spacing on this. <laughs> oh man, it's cold. Cold meds. Cold meds. But I look at that and I'm like, software projects. You know what? I want. I want to see a demo. Yeah. I'm like a VC when it comes to this shit. I want a demo. I want a working demo. Not not a video. Yeah, I not want a video demo. I, I want to. I want to plug in. I want to try it. I want to make sure it works and that you're not full of shit. So, uh, so that was, I was like, what the fuck, dudes? Chill. Uh, crowdfunding. No, well, they are now crowdfunded, so maybe they'll, they'll hear this and get mad at me and never give me my free account. So. <laughs> or maybe they've hacked me already. Or maybe you'll just get a really shitty, cheaply made t-shirt. <laughs> that's, that's for you, Zane. It's the library. Woo. I've been, uh, I've read... Quite a bit of mid-level to basically kind of crappy sci-fi uh, over the past couple of months. So it was really nice to have the third uh, of the Long Earth series by the collaboration between Terry Pratchett and Stephen Baxter uh, was released this week. And uh, I basically – I had already pre-purchased it on Amazon Prime so I could listen to a crappy soundtrack uh, involving barely any musicians that I actually like uh, – <laughs> with Amazon Prime as well. Uh, so it was delivered to me on my Kindle on a day of release, and uh, I've gotten about halfway through it in the past three or four days. It is so far absolutely wonderful. This is a great series. If you haven't read any of them yet, go back and read them. I cannot recommend it enough. It's almost unbelievable that this is Terry Pratchett uh, that's involved because, uh, as as we've talked about many times on the show, we all love Terry Pratchett and Discworld. There is, there's none of that. There's no humor. This is straight up speculative sci-fi really well thought out amazingly great ideas not bothering with stupid love stories it's fantastic first off i'd like to say the day of release sounds like national masturbation day but i'm glad that you you it came on that day it did Uh, come on that day (laughs) there you go as expected so i i loved the other two books i thought the second one dragged for a while so i'm looking forward to this one i unfortunately burned my last credit on something that i can't even remember now from audible so i'll get it on audible since i got the other two you know me i don't, yeah. I don't my eyes are not for reading anymore <laughs> yeah they are for watching orange is the new black season two which i did 
you know, yeah. we got through it. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. I got done. Yeah, I got two episodes left. I've I've been vastly underwhelmed by season yeah. two. Uh, I'd even say I'm not going to do any spoilers, but. Quick thought on this. Uh, we had almost kind of figured out how to deal with spoilers until you people decided to release entire seasons on one day. And now we're all confused about how to deal with this again. So, uh, you know. <laughs> it is kind of a pain. It's it's a pain in the ass. Thanks a lot, guys, because we had almost sorted out the, the proper amount of time to wait after a Game of Thrones before anybody's allowed to discuss it. And now it's all out the window again because you put out everything at once and Jason burned through it in the first two days. I'm still on – I still have two episodes left. I know people that haven't even started it yet. Uh, the first episode was brutal and I almost stopped watching after that. Uh, the, by, I'm kind of back into the stories now. I'm just – I'm not as into it as I was with season one. Um, I love season one, season two. Eh, if it's on, I'll watch it. If it's not, I'm not missing it. I, well, it, the ending wraps everything up nicely. I think. I think the ending is great. It's an hour and a half long episode, mm-hmm. so you get you get lots of closure. It's great in okay. my book. All right, all right. Well, I, I will uh, have an opinion probably next week because with only two episodes left and nothing else to watch since every show has ended. Oh wait, World Cup. Never mind. Who knows? Oh <laughs> no, dude. True Blood starts back uh, this week. I stopped watching True Blood last season, and I'm not going back. I don't care. The, even people like I'm getting like social pressure to don't you want to finish it since it's the last season no no it got so fucking stupid last season i'm done i don't care everybody's <laughs> got a superpower i don't everybody's i don't, don't give a flying fuck i i'm so done with that show they destroyed it they ruined it i was so uninterested and i don't care if it's the last season i'm not watching <laughs> Unfortunately, I am forced to watch it because my roommate and we have people come over and they watch it. So I'll, I'll, I'll unfortunately power through it, but no. I, I'd much rather be sitting around watching my uh, Blu-rays of Deadwood instead. I, I really – I mean True Blood, I was so into it. I loved the first couple seasons and then I started kind of going, meh. Well, at least they've still got some really hot girls that get topless every now and then. Uh, oh, God. This is really getting dumb. And finally last season I was just like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> That's sad if, if uh, breasticles won't keep you watching. So oh. you'd rather just go to Red Tube yeah. or play with your wife. <laughs> so for next week, um, I've got a couple things that I'm in the middle of and one that I haven't started yet. I'm going to do It's Complicated, The Social Lives of Network Teens by Dana Boyd. Heard much about that. Uh, it's a very interesting, interesting topic. So I'm glad that one of us is going to read it. And if you think it's good, I will get into it. Yeah, I've also got Robopocalypse by Daniel H. Wilson and Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie on on the queue. So hopefully I'll get through those this week and we can uh, have something to talk about next <laughs> well, week. Hopefully, I, don't know, I don't know where the week went. I, well, I, hopefully you won't be sick and uh, have the hot toddy haze. Yeah, no, those, <laughs> I'm done with the hot toddies. That was just last night and I'm done. <laughs> so I, I remember them being much better, but I, you know why they were better before is because I used to have other people make them for me and bring them to me. So when I make them myself, I actually – I'm like, okay, some honey, lemon, whiskey, 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 hot water. <laughs> yeah, that was that's pretty much it. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. that seems strong. <laughs> well, it's, the, yeah, don't give, don't give the ingredients to the guy that's already on, been on cold meds to no, actually make something precise. That's definitely not a good idea. Plus it's also a scientifically proven fact that everything tastes better if somebody else makes it. Yes, yes, and freeze at the best price. Welcome to This Week in Shit We Put on Our Computers. This week I was listening to a podcast. Go figure. (laughs) Um, I was listening to Quit and on the 5x5 network with Dan Benjamin. Yes. 
I made, I was on that show because I made a call in. Dan doesn't care for me very much, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> the, his guest uh, runs a site called The Sweet Setup, mm-hmm. which is it, like they go through and they uh, do best of breed apps and things like that. And I thought it was really cool, really well done. Um, it is not technically shit you put on your computer, but it tells you about shit you put on your computer. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I found some some really interesting stuff on there that I'm going to try out and uh, report back on. Unfortunately, one of them is a is an RSS reader, right? But I've already got an RSS reader, and that's Reader Two. Whee! Uh, they finally released the Mac version for Reader Two, which syncs with the iOS version. The problem with the whole Reader debacle is this kid who who wrote it didn't really plan in advance for when Google Reader was going away yeah, and just took his apps away, even though they've been paid for and it was a mess, a total mess. But I picked up Reader 2 for iOS and I just barely used it. But now with, with it on the Mac, mm-hmm. it's on all my devices. So now, and now that we're doing a lot more stuff on the show, <laughs> it gives me a lot of time to sort through and find really cool stuff. So I really, I like the layout. I like the interface. There's really, I have no complaints about it. I mean, and this, I'm like a hardcore net newswire guy. So yeah. this is, this is like going from a, you know, a beetle to a Ferrari as far as just UI and UX go, because net newswire was such a dog, <laughs> but it worked, you know, mm-hmm. I might have now to this, try this finally. I would, I, I'll, I'll send you my feed list. Maybe I'll post my OPML in the show notes. Oop-um. Oop-um. Now this is something that you sent, which we we this is called Swarm from Foursquare that we talked about a while ago. But it, they they pimped it. We I sat through a fucking ten minute video with Dens, uh, <laughs> fuck whatever, um, and it finally came out. So you put you put it this week. So take it away, Brian. Tell me why I should give a rat's ass about this app. Um, you shouldn't. Well, this is going to be a short segment. Okay, we're done. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I actually only got it because we do this podcast, and I figured uh, I'll, I'll take one for the team. Um, basically, I, does anybody even actually use Foursquare anymore? Uh, not really. Uh, hardly anybody's on. It's kind of an abandoned social network for the most part. Uh, Swarm is their attempt to try to get people back. And it's – I'm confused well, by the, their approach because they're well, – mar- the, From the video, it says it's not like they're trying to get people back. It's saying that they're having a shit ton of check-ins, but they're separating the company. So they have like the Yelp-like division and then they have the check-in division, like the social division. Yes, this that's, is where – That's the difference. You this know? is where it's getting very confusing because this is what they're saying, but it's not what I'm seeing. <laughs> well, I am okay. seeing it a little bit. Um, yeah, it seems to me that – this isn't – well, first off, it's an attempt to get in the news, let's be honest, because Foursquare has gone by the wayside as far as social networks go. Pretty uh, close to tits up. Pretty close to tits up. So this is, hey, we've got a brand new thing, and it's super cool, but we aren't quite sure if we should pivot the whole way because we don't really have a business plan. So we're going to say that we have two different apps that do two completely different things. <laughs> and God, I hope people are going to buy this shit. Do you think people are going to buy this? Should I be putting out my resume? I'm not sure yet. What do you think? So that's okay. where, that's where I think that this is at. Uh, they are – it's crashy. It's buggy. Um, the basically, if you use the old Foursquare, um, you got every time that you tried to check in everywhere, you got an annoying pop up saying, "Hey, check out our new app called Swarm that you had to click away from to be able to just use the old app." So finally, I just gave in and said, "Well, fuck it. It's for the podcast." Okay, download. Once you download it, it now uses the Swarm engine, even if you are in Foursquare to do a check in. 
most of the time, but not all the time. So that's confusing. Um, and you basically say yes to looking at the new features in Foursquare, which gets rid of your list of your actual friends to see where they've checked in and basically just gives you a list of a Yelp style list of businesses that are around you. So Foursquare now is no longer about your friends. It's about local businesses. Swarm is for your friends, but the separation between the apps is incredibly unclear so far. I don't know why you would want to try to have two. They're obviously pushing ads from the businesses into Swarm as well because they want to make money there, yet they've gotten rid of the friend functionality for the most part in the old Foursquare app, and now that is just basically an ad. Um, okay, the, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay, you you, you see where I'm you going can, with this? Can, yeah, please. You can stop now. I checked out like three minutes ago. Um, <laughs> it, so it's, I, it's all a big mess, and there's no point in getting it. Here's the deal. I think we need a new voiceover for pivot fail. <laughs> pivot fail. This is this is a pivot fail. Uh, you know, good job for the, the one thing that they did that I thought would be kind of interesting if anybody were actually on Foursquare, like if all your friends were on it. Uh, the swarm thing has something that lets you plan events within it, which is kind of cool. But I don't. If it, I, works, I, it crashes I, on me every yeah, two seconds. I have been unable to actually. I tried to make a plan. And it crashed on me. I have been unable to do so as of yet. And it really doesn't matter anyways because I have four friends, including you, that are on this thing. So. Okay, and here, here's another bug point. I signed in. I had 61 messages when mm-hmm. I signed in. Okay, right. Out of that, I could get to like maybe number 10 or 12 of accepting friendships. Yeah. And then it just crashed, dumped the data, and now I can't get to anything. It's a mess. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. Stay away from Swarm. Yeah, they, they are pivot, total pivot fail. Like many of the bees of the United States and the world, they are dying. So, swarm away. I was a guest on this podcast called Tech Douchebags. Uh I think it was episode four, and they're up to episode 12 now, I believe, or something like that, some ridiculous amount. Which is is a good sign because they've, you know, survived my appearance. Which... Most people don't, including us most of the time. But it's a solid show, man. It's a really solid show. Jordan Cooper, who who runs it, is finally getting his legs under him so much that he got uh, picked up by the 5x5 network, you rat fucking bastard. So Congratulations. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, making it, he's making his way. And then he was on the Systematic podcast this week, too, which I'll put a link in, which was pretty good. He's an old punk rock guy like myself, so can't go wrong there. But yeah, I just want to say congrats and check out the show, man. It really has gotten good. I mean, I seriously mean that. Go check it out. To I, you, Brian. To I, you, Brian. I, I, I will. I will. I will. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next one I got this week was uh, The Feed. And this is what took up most of my week. Now, this is The Feed by Libsyn, which is our podcast host. Okay. This is completely inside baseball for podcasters and wannabe podcasters. So if you don't want to be a podcaster or don't really care how the sausage is made, skip it. Okay. But, I think this is where my week went because there were 28 hours of, of previous episodes that I've been trying to power through. <laughs> and that's, that's like three books on Audible. So, and I'm still not even done yet. That's quite a lot, yeah. But it's a really good, it's a really good show about podcasting. And they're, they're very serious about saying, you are probably not going to make any money doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I got to say good on them for you know, being, for honest. being honest. Yeah, not trying to yeah. sell something that says, we'll, make, we'll, we'll teach you how to do this and so you can make money. And I got hooked up with this because I'm moving one of my clients who is like a top 50 podcaster with, you know, millions of downloads, like ridiculous amounts over to Libsyn. And I met this guy, Rob Walsh, mm-hmm. who is their like head of uh, podcaster interaction or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> and 
he, he's like a guest on the feed. And then he's, then I found out, oh, he's got his own podcast called Today in iOS. And he's got like a four, four or five hundred episodes of this thing. Right. He's been doing it for a long time. It's actually really good too, <laughs> which I, which I would hope because he works at Libsyn and talks about podcasting all day. <laughs> so if you're into iOS stuff, this is actually a really good one that I'd never heard of, which is crazy that there's like, you can, you know, just run across these podcasts that have been going for hundreds and hundreds of episodes and out right. of the blue, like boom, you know, alpaca out of nowhere. Well, that's because there's so damn many podcasts, so mm-hmm. it's not terribly surprising. Uh, I, I kind of leave the podcast stuff up to you. I just had a bit of an interesting uh, music thing that, that came up this week. Uh, as most people know, Casey Kasem passed away, um, so uh, shout out to Casey because it, even though I hated his damn show and Top 40 and all that, apparently the dude was a super nice guy. Um, hey, man, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Damn right. Uh, by all accounts, super, super nice guy. You know, obviously a legend, no matter what I thought of his pers- of his stupid show and Top 40 music. Uh, but way back in 1991, when I was a, when I was a young goth anarcho-punk kid, uh, a band called Negative Land had a single out for about 17 hours. <laughs> and, uh, it, yeah. and it immediately got pulled by lawyers, uh, both from Casey Kasem and from U2, because the song was called U2, uh, and it involved the infamous Casey Kasem rant that was uh, caught on tape. Um, it's all over the internet now, but back in the day, there was no internet, so uh, this kind of stuff didn't leak. Uh, but the band Negative Land, who did crazy, weird you know, they they would never made a living or been signed to a label these days. But back then, you could get away with being bizarre and interesting, um, and they were. Uh, so they had a friend who probably was the engineer for Casey Kasem and handed them this tape of Casey Kasem just completely losing it. And he also, you know, he goes off on YouTube in the rant about how you know they're not even American. Who cares? Why do I have to know these names like Bono and The Edge? They don't <laughs> matter. We're never going to hear from these people again. Um, and Negative Land basically did a cover of a U2 song. Uh, I believe it was Where the Streets Have No Name. I can't quite remember. Uh, cut and spliced uh, with a bunch of these bits of the rant and put it out uh, as, a, as a release and was immediately sued. The thing has been pulled, uh, disappeared completely from existence until the Internet resurrected it. Um, you can find it all over YouTube. We'll have it in our show notes so you can listen to the original single in all its glory. Um, they still cannot release it. Uh, they will never be able to release it, but in honor of Casey Kasem's passing, they have put up the original multi-tracks uh, and are asking fans to uh, basically reinterpret it and post their own versions. So pretty cool little move there. Love Negative Land. Love that this happened. Uh, fun little part of music culture back before you could just steal people's stuff like everybody does now. Well, technically, they were kind of stealing people's stuff, but <laughs> you know, yeah. I think you missed the point on that one. But I, I remember when this came out, and those that Casey Kasem tape was making the rounds, yeah. for quite some time, especially with the. Uh, I was in the Doctor Demento crowd. Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, we, we would all trade tapes and have like all sorts of stuff. And I remember getting that tape with just the raw, the raw cut on it, and it was just genius. So <laughs> this was a, this was a great thing. So I'm glad they did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. And uh, you know, it's it's worth a listen. It's historical. Yeah, definitely. Goodbye, Casey. Later. Ooh, fancy. I found a cool little music tool this week that I passed along to you called Sequence.org. Yeah. You kind of fart around, play with some, uh, you know, it's a flash thing, and you make music and beats, and you spin them off and make loops and all kind of thing. (laughs) 
and like we were just talking about offline, it's it's one of those tools that you you fart around for a lunch break and then you never use it again. But it was fun. It's a fun, cool little thing, and the it's it's pretty. That's why it's in the ooh fancy section. Yeah, it's fun. You don't need to know anything about music. It's basically just click here and there, and it creates little kind of weird things. And they're trying to do something biological with this little sluggy thing that floats around and sets off different sequences that you can put together. It's definitely fun. Um, if you have, if you like, uh, if you listen to any of our previous podcasts and you checked out any of those Brian Eno apps, it's very similar to that. It's, it's just a fun little thing to, to play around with and you'll probably never go back to it, but give it a shot once. It'll, it'll blow 10 minutes and you'll be you know impressed with yourself. <laughs> now, the next thing I got is for chicks or dudes who like bling. Yep. It's called it's called Ringly. <laughs> it's a little Bluetooth gadget that you keep on your finger like a ring, which mm-hmm. it is. It's basically a ring. Yeah. And it vibrates to let you know when you have mail or a phone call or a Facebook notification or, you know, some crap like that. Yeah. It's got four four vibration patterns, so that's not a lot. No. Nope. <clears throat> okay. Here's what we got here. Four vibration patterns, correct? Mm-hmm. On their app home screen, they have phone call, text message, email. Application, Twitter, Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. And if you notice, the Twitter and Facebook are off because you can only have four things at one time. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you know what the, their app looks like? No. Yo. Oh, it does. <laughs> it looks just like yo. It's it's very <laughs> yeah colorful, um, and has the same kind of all the way across bars that yeah it's uh, <sighs> okay. I mean yeah, it's very Windows eight looking. Yeah, I, I mean I can see th- I can see. I can see women digging this. Like, you know, you you finish work for the day, you're going out on on a date or something like that, and you want to leave your phone in your purse, but you want to, you know, get notified because you're a high powered CEO or something. I guess I, I don't know. I, I, no, I understand <laughs> this, but where where's the stuff? For, I mean, it's 145 bucks a piece, but where's the stuff for the dudes? I want a big like giant motorhead ring that I yeah. Can, I'm like, surprised you know, that they, yeah. The why eyes light up or something? When why aren't like, there why aren't call? there skull rings and stuff like that? Uh, totally seriously. I mean, I would not... actually use something like this if it if it was like well done and and looked pretty. And I I don't mind wearing rings. I'll wear. A you don't ring. want it. You don't want it to look pretty. You want it all gothed out and <laughs> you know spikies or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a cool idea. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's going to go some places and if you, they can figure it out. But you need also, more. You need more than four patterns, though. I want at least like ten. <laughs> Yeah. The fact that you can create a vibration pattern on your phone now and mm-hmm. keep it in your pocket so you know like who's texting you. Remember like how you can do yeah. that crazy cool vibration pattern thing? Well, right there, uh that kind of defeats the purpose for it, but I can still see why people would like uh, it. Ah, but that's that's men versus women. Most women are in dresses, yeah, cause, they don't have the pockets, they don't Exactly. You know. Vibration patterns are in dudes' pockets and well <laughs> and well, let's not go there. <laughs> um yeah. Anyway, I like it. I just wish there were some some dude stuff. I agree. I think this is a market that they could easily expand. So, good on you. You figured out something that isn't stupid. Here's the thing, though. Uh, they're predicting now that the iWatch will be out in October, thus so, killing the industry. Yes, thus killing the whole thing. And because <laughs> I don't know, I'm I'm dying to see what this thing looks like. And if I can put a remember the old stoners in the in the 90s or 70s or whatever, they had the big leather gauntlets with a watch on it. And all oh yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that with my iWatch on it. I want to look like a like I'm going with a you know going to an Iron Maiden show with a jean jacket, <laughs> a leather gauntlet, and an iWatch on it. That's right. what I'm going for. All right, maybe they'll sell that. A, would be fancy. Sell a Hesher wig to go with it. Exactly. <laughs> so I got my um, Tim Ferriss quarterly box this this week, and I'm mm-hmm. a, I subscribe to it because he does send really cool stuff. Yeah. And this week, I got the Marpok Dome DS Dual Speed Sound Conditioner, which is basically an ugly little box that sounds like a fan. 
So it, it creates like brown noise, white noise type of thing, depending on how you twist it to let the airflow go through it. Couple, I used to, oh, uh, go ahead. A couple questions. Sure. Um, first off, why not just use a fan? This is exactly the. This is exactly what I was getting to. I always okay. have a fan in my room. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. But being sick, I could not use my fan mm-hmm. because uh, the airflow kills my sinuses. Right. So this does the same job without killing your sinuses. Right. Okay. That's the real trick, and it gets really cold here in the winter. That's, I don't that's... want a fan in my room in the winter. Gotcha. Okay. The, uh, the noise was great. It's loud enough where it just drowns out everything else. If you have street noise like I do, if you have neighbors or guests or you know roommates, drowns them out. I didn't hear a thing. I slept like a baby with this thing. I am I am hooked. I'm so glad. Gotcha. Uh, second point. In this cultural renaissance of design and and Apple leading the way with things, there is absolutely no excuse for putting out a product that is this ugly. This, uh, they really could use a designer. This is uh, the one that the only one that looks slightly okay is the black one, which reminds me. Okay, the black one reminds me. This is where we get super geeky because it's what we do. The black one reminds me of the little meh, 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 robot in Star Wars, the first one that's just cruising along in the Death Star, meh, 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 meh. and then <laughs> yeah, and then the white one. The white one is the bomb that they found on the control bridge on Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have the beige one, which comes out of a 70s asylum. Uh, yeah, that one is the most <laughs> ugly. That's, when I first brought that up, I was like, this comes from 1970. <laughs> yep, I have the beige one. It uh, looks like office furniture, uh, or it's it's terribly ugly, but I it, put it, is it in the back. It is stunningly ugly. Here's a, it is stunningly <laughs> ugly. And it's got the stupidest name on the planet, Marpok Dome, D-O-H-M. Yeah. Dome. dome. It, it looks like a dome, but... <laughs> They could have done so much more with this. Get this thing to frog design and have them fix it. Yeah. But if, if you look at the Amazon page, they've got like four or 5,000 reviews on it, mm-hmm. like in the four and five star range. So right. I don't think there's any real reason so, for them to go through and, and redesign it at this point. Gotcha. So I'm just, I love this thing. Uh, it's like 50 bucks. So between that and all the other crap in the, the Ferris box – that's the great thing about those boxes. There's like 200 bucks worth of crap that comes every month. It's just random. And so most of it you use, but it's always more than you actually paid because the box is 100 bucks a month. Right. Just saying. Yeah. And I have exhumed my Philips Go Light Blue. Okay. I, I finally read the manual and talked to some other people and figured out how you're supposed to use it. <laughs> okay. You use it first thing in the morning to, to basically break down the melatonin in your system to wake up and, and you know start the day right. Right been working like a charm <laughs> now that i know how to use it okay i wake up i wake up faster and i find that i don't feel like the cravings to run downstairs and get my coffee immediately mm-hmm. and i can get work done like if i wake up early i pop it on and i you know just kind of start my day off i can be reading a book with it in bed next to me or at the thing but just immediately use it for 15 to 30 minutes mm-hmm. as ambient blue light I, I find that I wake faster and I, I sleep better at night now that I've got the fan thing. It's like I'm like Darth fucking Vader here with all this shit. But <laughs> I know. It's, it's working though. That's the crazy part. It's actually working. I'm having great sleep now and I get so much more done during the day. It's, all right. You know, I, I know it's silly. It's I, really yeah. silly. I, and I, this could be, you know, just confirmation bias. I don't fucking care. It's working. I've got I got to wait on the science for a blue light. I'm, I'm – I mean, I'd love it to be true, but they're just uh, – they're a bit pricey for me to leap in until I've got some hard science about this. 
Right, but you're still using Flux on your computer, right? I am using Flux on the computer, but that's and more, that works. I, well, <laughs> Flux works for eye strain. I, it does not work for let's see what the blue light is claiming to do: increasing energy levels, fighting winter blues, increasing alertness, waking up feeling refreshed, and helping me fall asleep more easily. It helps with eye strain. Well, it doesn't help with eye strain. It helps with with your circadian rhythms. That's the point. Yeah, that that description that you just read was mm-hmm. really poorly done. Um, <laughs> No, the more blue light you see, the more you think that it's morning. Because when you walk outside, you see blue light and skies, and that's part of your circadian rhythm. And you're not supposed to see that spectrum of light in the evening. So if you pull it back and you know take it out of the giant screen you're looking at, you'll you'll start to you know build melatonin for the sleep that's coming in the evening better. Right. That's the point. Oh, okay. I tell you what. Tonight, while you're sitting there, turn flux off. Just okay. turn it off. Well, I'm I'm not going to be in front of my computer tonight. God oh, damn you it. have a life, you fucking asshole. Sorry. <laughs> the web's not dead. A few weeks back, uh, we had posted in Web's Not Dead a real-time chart uh, that showed internet traffic in real time. And as we discovered, as we looked into it a bit more, simulated, but kind of based on overall statistics that we've seen over time and people's reports and blah, 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 blah. So not really real time, but more a demonstration of what's going on. Sort These of. have been around for a decade and they used to be done in Flash. Now yeah. we can do them in JavaScript. Yeah. That's, and that's and they're popping up all over the place because they're quite popular right now and they all look like Windows 8. Uh, a new one, real t- retail in real time, popped up. Um, you know, it's it's just something to look at that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's it, all the stories about how printed books are dead uh, through this chart. Printed books outselling ebooks handily still. Uh, people eat a lot of fucking burgers and fries in this country. Oh, now I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is about that time, isn't it? <laughs> um, and the f- most frightening statistic to me is that people are still eating hot dogs from 7-Eleven. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> nasty. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, that is just disgusting. These people should be dying. Uh, well, the only people I know that eat hot dogs from 7-Eleven are the homeless people on Sunset Boulevard. Because I used to walk <laughs> – I used to work at BLT in the CNN building mm-hmm. and I'd walk down on my way to Chick-fil-A usually to get some <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew, which means I'm going to die like pretty soon anyway. <laughs> the only people who are eating hot dogs from McDonald's are the guys that were sitting outside that would get changed, the gutter punks and homeless guys who would walk in. You'd give them, you'd give them a dollar and they would walk in and they'd get a two-for hot dog and walk back out, sit there and eat them. This is like, oh. So they need to they need to connect this in real time to hospital entrances and check ins. <laughs> exactly. Or just, you know, dead bums. Ooh. <laughs> Yo, seriously? Are you shitting me? Uh this week's Are You Shitting Me? Humans share fifty percent of their DNA with bananas. We got a little link there that uh has the science, and I'm just saying this might explain the Yo app. Or the homeless hot dog eating phenomenon. Or that. <laughs> you know what this fact is? It's bananas. Oh, really? I had to go there. Dayquil's kicking in, man. I'm sorry. All right. We got to wrap this up because you, you've been drinking. <laughs> no, I had I had one sip at the beginning. That was it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no, I'm tired. I'm beat. I need a hot what? dog. So now why did you pick this out of all the stuff that you've covered in this segment? We've had iPhones and (laughs) iPhones and pyramids. We've had, you know, crazy stuff, but did bananas. Well, I just wanted something. I I was so annoyed with the stupidity of the apps that we talked about this week. 
I, I, I was, I was kind of done. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> Next. Closing shout out. And uh, just a second shout out to Casey Kasem because he did pass this week. And uh, as I was talking about earlier with the Negative Land thing, there's also a really good talk from Mark Hosler, who was in Negative Land, the band, uh, a bit later on about the whole experience that happened with the suing and the sampling and and the early days of all that stuff. It's about five, six minutes long. Um, He gets into it a little bit with someone in the audience who is uh, very upset about uh, copyright infringements and things like that. It's, It's an interesting take from somebody who... You know, basically, Negative Land claim to be artists that are pushing the edge, and what happens when you do so. And I think everybody comes out looking pretty good in that one, and it's really interesting. So give it a listen. I definitely will. <clears throat> I have. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying here still. Uh, I've I've tried this new fermented turmeric tea this week. Yes. So far, so good. It's actually been it's well. It's really hard to get. It comes from Japan, and it takes about three weeks to get it. Mm-hmm. So, if you ever want to try it, I recommend ordering two boxes first because it's like one a day. <laughs> so, you're going to have to order it a month in advance, no matter what, and then whatever um, for digestion and just I don't know what the hell it's doing to me, but I feel better during the day after I've had it. It could be again all in my head. Yeah, but. Well, I, um, I've been drinking the fer- I'm not. I haven't had turmeric, but I've been drinking a lot of the fermented pu'er teas, and I definitely it it has a noticeable effect on me. So, and this stuff surprisingly is very tasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I said, it's expensive. It's about a buck a tea bag, right? But it's expen. It's a. Uh, I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. I swap between that. Well, I have that first thing in the morning, and then I'll have like a black green or pu'er in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But my it, unfortunately my coffee. Uh, habit has gone by the wayside. I've got all that gear now, and I just went back to teas because they're just tastier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of tea. I basically just have some coffee in the morning, and uh, I drink tea the rest of the day now, and I don't touch coffee again until the next morning. So, good stuff. Yeah. You got to get on this. Uh, one last shout out: breaking news. But by the time you listen to this, it'll be actually all over the news because uh, another massive upset in the World Cup: Costa Rica just knocked off Italy. Damn. So is Italy out of it now? No, no. Italy is still doing fine, but it has put the nail in the coffin of England in that group. England will be going home, and Italy and Costa Rica will be passing through. Oh, poor England. Poor England. But uh, I thought they were supposed to be like the good guys in this. Well, it's been – it's time that we finally admit that England is no longer a World Cup soccer power. They just aren't. Stop holding on to that dream. Well, since I wasn't holding on to it, it's pretty easy to let go of. <laughs> yeah. So well done, Costa Rica. I mean, talk about a, a shocker so far in the in the tournament that they're doing so well. So uh, and knocking off Italy is no mean feat. All right. Well, that's it for soccer talk this week with Brian and Jason. I will Hot talk soccer to you next talk. week. I will talk to you next week, sir. And hopefully, this is the last of the Grumpy Old Geeks Generation Two podcast. Next week, we're going to have. All new intros and goodies and interstitials and zippity zabbity doos and music and stuff. I think it's going to be uh, quite fun. All right. Well, hopefully that'll happen by next week. Uh, first, I knew about that timeline. So we'll see how that works into my World Cup schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, there may be a good chance, apparently, then, that I'm editing the show next week. So we'll see how this goes. Yes, we'll see how it goes. But uh, all right. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to make some changes around here. Uh, should be interesting. All right. Talk to you later. Man. Talk to you later. Man. Bye. Keep up with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrumpyOldGeeks, or email them at podcast at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay.
Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.